There was a time not so many years ago when social media was almost synonymous with Facebook. It was the platform that had gained the most traction, that had grown the fastest and the biggest, and had begun to dominate the social media landscape. Now it's 2022, and is Facebook still the one platform to rule them all, or have things changed in the way we communicate? Here to talk about this is Abby Fink, Vice President and General Manager of HMA Public Relations. Abby, how are you? What's on your mind? Well, I'm doing great. Thanks. And, um, you know, it's interesting when you talk about Facebook and, and you know, it really was sort of the be all end all when we first kind of got excited about doing social media. We we talked last time about LinkedIn being a very focused business to business platform. But Facebook was this place where individually we could connect with, you know, old high school friends, college friends. We could thought we could talk with celebrities and things who had pages and it, you know, it really started as this place for, you know, person to person exchange. And you, you really did know most of the people you were interacting with in Facebook. And it really kind of, it was sort of this big, you know, class reunion kind of feel. And then as businesses started to see how many people were paying attention to it and were engaging on it, you know, smart for Facebook, they started thinking about ways for it to become more of a, a business platform as well. But, you know, is it still that way? And I think that like any good strategy, you have to keep evaluating it and and looking at it and determining if it's still a good place for you to be. The numbers of would net out to the answer, yes, it's still relevant. It still needs to be something you think about. But as we've talked about, you know, it's not just a numbers game. We have to figure out who those, you know, what those numbers represent, who are those individuals, what are they doing with the content that's on there to determine whether or not you know, Facebook is is a good place for you to be. And if it is, how are you going to use it, you know, to elevate your brand, grow your audience, not just how many numbers come to your page, but really what those numbers do, you know, with the information that you're sharing. I think this is a really good opportunity to remind everyone that there are numbers and there are numbers. Take radio, for example, traditional over-the-air radio, FM and AM. There are uh, sales representatives out there right now selling time on the radio, just as there have been for the last 80 years. And they will tell you numbers about the listenership on that station. When you really drill into those numbers, however, you begin to realize that just because those numbers, which may be accurate for the total listeners, and they may be accurate even segmented by like drive time, for example, but they're not necessarily there to listen to your 30-second spot. And the numbers are being driven by a few high-profile syndicated shows. And if you're thinking of having your own radio show, you may not get that listenership, even if the station itself is able to demonstrate those numbers according to what used to be called Arbitron ratings and are now Nielsen ratings and so on. So just because Facebook, like any platform, still has the largest number of um monthly users or daily users doesn't mean those people are there for your stuff. And you have to begin to develop some nuance in thinking about, are we in the right place with the right message for the right folks at the right time? You know, the, the things that professional communicators are in the business of. Abby, how has your personal use of Facebook evolved over the years? It's a really good question. And and I, you know, it it has tremendously 
um, changed tremendously in terms of the way that I did. I mean, it, it was almost exclusively personal for me when I first started. It was to connect with friends or family. It was to be able to see photos of, you know, friends, kids or whatever it would be. And, and it really was, you know, like we all kind of joked about what I had for breakfast this morning was, you know, kind of the big news of the day. And for me personally, it has evolved to be a little bit more of my my platform, if you will, to share some of the things that I believe in and some of the you know messages that I personally want to share. Um, not so much, you know, political messages or things like that, but things that are important to me that that are sort of shape who I am as an individual. But from a um, and and I use it to guide conversations over to my my business page, right? So if I've, I've shared something on the HMA Public Relations Facebook page that I think is interesting and relevant and might be of interest to the people that are on my personal page, I do a little bit of, of, of sharing that way. But I have really decided, um, and these are, you know, if you, if you create your own strategy, personal strategy for how you're going to handle your social media, my personal strategy is about using it predominantly for my personal opinions and my, you know, what I want to share, but recognizing that I am linked with my business profile and that I am, you know, Abby is associated with the company. I have to be careful about what I talk about and that I make sure that it, it, it aligns with, you know, the other things that we do from a business perspective. But from a business side of things, um, you know, you're you're absolutely correct. I mean, there are millions of pieces of content being shared on Facebook each and every day by millions of people all over the world are using Facebook in some fashion. And it's too big of an audience to say, I want to, you know, be on Facebook. That 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 is not the end of the conversation. We really have to think about the tools and processes that Facebook provides to us to customize the messaging, to really narrow down the focus, to really look at demographics, to look at time of day, like, you know, share a voice. The things that as you're, you know, you mentioned buying radio, right? You still think about what time of the day do I want to be on? Who am I trying to reach? And Facebook, you know, has a lot of opportunities to be able to do that. Um, and then, you know, one word we talk about all the time is strategy. So what is your strategy going to be for incorporating Facebook into your marketing communication strategy? Facebook in and of itself isn't a strategy. It is a tool in your overall communications toolbox that you can use and deserves to get the kind of attention. It's an investment, not all, not necessarily because you're going to put money behind it, but you definitely have to invest the time to make it work for you and be successful for you. It's become so much of a nuanced play. And one thing we absolutely have to encourage everyone to do is get in there for yourself, both as yourself and as your business, and really start to engage and discover what is happening now. Because what is happening now is very different and has changed many times significantly. I mean, we could wax nostalgic. And I could tell you about how, you know, I opened my first Facebook, um, you know, I, my first Facebook post was in October, 2006. I was still a graduate student. So I had access to it before the general public with my university address and, and how things have changed over time from when you were posting on friends walls 
and everybody saw everything to what it is today, but that doesn't help anybody. The point is now you've got to understand the nuance and the nuance includes things that are unique to Facebook and that continue to be valuable if executed correctly. So Facebook groups, for example, are still a very valuable way. There's features available in the groups product that are not available anywhere else on the platform and can, depending again on your goals, your messaging, your methods, et cetera, can provide a place of real engagement. Having said that, uh, and working closely with several small businesses who struggle to get engagement on the platform, having a group with one to 2,000 people in it who chose to be in it doesesn't mean that even, you know, uh, 20% of them are seeing what admins are posting in the group. So there's there's give and take. And finding that way to, to use the platform as it evolves is really important. You know, years ago, people were hand-wringing a lot about the decline in organic reach for pages. When, you know, it used to be everyone saw what you posted on your page. Now, nobody know, almost nobody sees what you post on your page unless you're putting some ad spend behind it to... Uh, to boost or distribute through other channels. But that's a valid strategy if it's the right thing for you. And it goes down to the, you know, this is not a, well, I'm going to say it's not a numbers game. It, it is, but it's not, it's not about how many people so much is who are the people and what are they doing? And so what you do to engage with those people that you want, you know, Facebook groups I, is, is maybe one of the, the, most unique and maybe the most beneficial in terms of creating engagement. And I'm in a few of them myself. And, you know, some of the ones that I am in are, you know, I went to a website to look for information. I got what I needed, but an option was join our Facebook group to join with others, you know, like-minded people, whatever, you know, however they push me over there. And the dialogue that's happening in those Facebook groups is consumer to consumer. I use a product. I don't know, you know, can I do this with it? Can I do that? Has anybody tried? Anybody experienced? In a different way than you would if I was, you know, in, you know putting something in the chat box that's on the company's website, which will get me back a very, um, you know, solid answer. But it's it's the corporate response versus if I'm in a, in a group with you, and I post a question and Adrian responds as an, an actual user of the product and tells me what his experiences were. It's a very different way of doing it. Now, there's those are monitored and managed. You don't just set it and forget it. It still has to have something. You want the dialogue to be um, kind and forward thinking and respectful. So you want to have some rules around what you do so you don't get, you know, uh, inappropriate information being shared. But it allows the business to still operate publicly. They've got their website. They may have their traditional, you know, Facebook page, but they've created this point of entry for their consumers to engage with each other. And it, and, and acts as that um, trust factor. You know, this is a group that all came together and it's like we'd be sitting around the, the kitchen table chatting about something. We're doing it in this online space. And, you know, yes, you can monetize some of these things. You can add some dollars behind it to, you know, boost the post so it appears in a, you know, in front of people and increases your chances of being seen and all the, the back end that happens there. But th content still needs to be good. There still needs to be a reason for people to engage with it. You want them to do something with the information that they're, they're seeing, whether that's, um, you know, in, you asked me before we got online, you know, what do I think, what can it be used for? And I think it's become an incredible tool for, for advocacy 
and for fundraising and for, you know, sort of putting out information and asking people to, to take action in an immediate way. You know, this is, I saw an interesting post. I clicked for more information. I believe in this cause. I'm going to make a donation or I'm going to sign up for, or whatever that might be. And so there's this real um, kind of opportunity for some instantaneous response and watching it and paying attention to it. And, and it moves quick, you know, by comparison with LinkedIn, that kind of lingers a little bit longer because it's not a fast moving platform. You know, there's every second. I mean, you in the time that we've been on today, there's probably been 25, 30,000 posts, you know, in our circle between, you know, all the groups that we are in. And, and that's in, incredibly difficult to maintain as a, as a consumer of it. But as a social media manager or the person that's responsible for it, you have to pay attention to the to where that conversation is taking, who's responding to it, what are you doing with it, and using it um, to create the connection from a business perspective to your brand. Um, I I I don't see it change. I don't see that purpose changing. I think it will still be there for that. The as consumers, as users of Facebook, we control so much of how we choose to interact with it. And so from a marketing standpoint, we have to recognize that the consumer has all the control in that platform. That's a very important point. And I think most people don't realize the extent to which what you see in your own newsfeed is a reflection of the actions you have taken on the app and on the broader internet, although there have been some changes in regulations and uh, certainly the iOS 14 update changed some of the reporting of data that allowed Facebook to do some of the more advanced things that were happening in the background. But what happens is you view a website that you're interested in and Facebook will adjust what you're seeing, not only because there are retargeting ads, so that website's ads will show up in your feed. That's obvious, but there's less obvious things. You you like certain types of posts, you engage in certain groups, you use certain words, and what you're seeing reflected back to you is a reflection of who you are. This can be an uncomfortable realization for people who would like to blame the platform and call the platform toxic. And I will agree that there has been a proliferation of toxic content on the platform, and we may see some, I don't know, I don't have a very clear crystal ball, but we may see some further conversations about this as antitrust investigations and things get into some of what's been going on over the last five years or so. Fine, we'll we'll watch that as it happens. But please know that what you're seeing reflected back to you is a byproduct of what you have in fact done. So your Facebook feed, Abby, and my Facebook feed are different, although you and I are like-minded on a number of things. We're probably not on many, many other things. And we don't have the same experience on Facebook. Right. And so it's something that a business needs to really grapple with. Yes, it's an echo chamber. People see more of what they like. Socially, is that good or bad? Let's set that aside for a second. It's a valid question, but that's not really what we're here to talk about. Practically, be in the echo chambers of the people who resonate with your message and create content that gets them emotionally engaged. Um, I mean, please do it responsibly. But as you suggested, I think we we have to acknowledge that social media in general and Facebook in particular have become very, very good 
at working with our basest emotions. The whole entire platform has essentially been constructed that way. As a consumer, we voluntarily put ourselves on Facebook. And we'll talk about the other platforms in, in the weeks ahead. But we, we create an account. We log in, we post our whatever information, our breakfast pictures, or we went to this movie or whatever it is we've chosen to do. This is a voluntary action. And for Facebook to remain, or really any of these platforms to remain at no cost to entry, right? To participate in there, there's no cost. The only way for it to remain that way is, is and they have figured out how to monetize it, right? For, uh, for the, the business side of things to support it financially so that you and I as consumers can, can access it. But, and it is, it is a bit uncomfortable sometimes when you and I are talking about an XYZ product and 20 minutes later, it almost appears out of nowhere into my, you know, into my feed, but it isn't. I mean, there's, there's the, there's way, the way that we interact with the technology and such. I don't, you know, that's not going to change. That's not going to go away. But I do think, as you said, there will be, there are going to be additional regulations, for lack of a better word, on what businesses should and, and can do with the, with the information that they're, they're looking at. But the minute you go on to a search engine to find something, you can rest assured you will learn about that. And all of the competitive products within hours the next time you go online. So it's, it's, it is the way that it works. As a marketer, I'm fascinated by the way that works and the information that we can glean from it. As a consumer, sometimes it's a little freaky to, oh, how do they know? Well, because I just did it. I, I told them how to know how to find me. So, you know, we've, we've talked about this in the past about, you know, being responsible and, and as, as, a business utilizing social media, there's a responsibility to it and how we inter interact with it. But I also think as a, as a user of it, we have some responsibility to it as well. And so, you know, choose, choose appropriately what you engage with, um, determine what you're going to like. You can see a, something in your feed without having to click the like button. You can still look at it. You know, you can still see the URL to go to a website without clicking from Facebook to do it. You can go on your own independently to do that. There's a lot of ways to kind of manage that. Those are all being tracked. Those are all part of the, the, the um, statistical information that marketers want to see is how, many, how much came from a particular platform. But, you know, we control how we manage this as a, as a consumer. But one of the things I want to, you know, for me, the, the, all of our social media platforms that are in existence right now and those that, you know, may have gone by the wayside and those that are still yet to come at this particular juncture, they are all voluntary in terms of participation. Um, you can set your own rules and guidelines for how you're going to choose to do them and how you're going to interact with them and what you choose to share. Businesses are, the, are supporting it through their advertising dollars. And there is, to some extent, some inherent permission that comes with that, that I'm going to, you know, I'm going to learn what I can from the people that are using this product and see how I can market my product to you. And, um, and there's, there's no reason for that not to happen. I mean, I think we can be, we can, we can all agree that from a business perspective, this platform is valuable and with vast majority of individuals having access to it in some fashion, 
Um, it's it's too big to ignore it. It's too big to not have it be part of your strategy. How you do it, how you use it to grow your brand, how you use it to engage with your audience, that all becomes part of the strategic, you know, discussions that you have with your team and who's responsible for it, putting, putting, you know, putting, putting not just the money behind it, but a real thought process about what we're going to share and why and what actions we expect to have happen and what we will do with that once it does. That's, that's not, that's not platform specific. That's across any of them. And, and when we do that responsibly, we can use something like Facebook to really grow our business and grow our interactions and see some success as a result of coming from this, this interface that we have, you know, with our consumers. Let's talk specifically as we sort of turn towards the practical execution here in our final few minutes about some of the features that business owners and their social media teams need to keep experiencing, keep playing with, keep testing so that you have informed opinions about their utility rather than just something you got from reading headlines. So, of course, we've talked about uh, the, the, the distinction between your personal profile and your business page. That should be obvious to most folks by now. You need a business page to be able to unlock some of the business features, including the advertising platform, which still remains the most nuanced and potentially effective uh, advertising marketplace available anywhere. Um, but again, it takes some understanding of of the targeting and the messaging in order to pull that off. So you've got your page, then you've got groups. Uh, groups are interesting and relevant and can, especially around communities or causes, be very, very robust places for conversation with uh, like-minded folks or folks committed to something similar to you. Um, you've also got Messenger. Uh, and that is a instant communication pl- tool, which can be integrated with your website, can also work across platform uh, with Instagram uh, and so on. So, and of course, we should also acknowledge that the ob- what maybe is obvious for those who are following along, Facebook acquired Instagram a, a number of years ago and then acquired WhatsApp. So really the three primary direct communication tools that are not SMS messaging are Facebook products. So within that ecosystem, I'll also add in, there's a lot of frustrating things that have taken place as this evolved because they used to have a a business manager that then evolved into a business suite and you've got creative, uh, uh, I forget what it's called now, but anyway, so do I make my posts in the business manager or in the creative platform or the, in the app itself on my phone? Like there's some practical, tactical annoyances here because as it has proliferated, the complexity has proliferated as well. But you need to understand the the specifics of these different tools, these different tactics. And, you know, just having an opinion like, well, Facebook's not relevant anymore uh, is probably true for some applications and probably not true for something important to your business. So do some thoughtful inquiry and find out for yourself. When you're developing a, 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 a campaign strategy, a communication strategy, whatever it is, we, we want to um, raise $500,000 for our nonprofit organization and we want to reach donors that are aged such and such to such and such who have the capacity to give at this level. We want them to be um, college educated. We want them to reside in urban areas in the United States. Okay, well, that there we've narrowed it down. Now, how do we find those people? 
What, how do we, how do we market to those people? Is it an email campaign? Is it a website? Is it a direct mail? Is it Facebook? Is it LinkedIn? I mean, all of those things, right? So Facebook has demographic information available. It has a pretty robust and free analytic a back end. If you are the business manager of the of the page, you can see a lot of an- where people are coming from, what posts they're engaging with, at what time are they doing that, what part of the country, what part of the world are they coming from. So it's not about what can we what can we create on Facebook. That's not the answer. It's who all the other questions we need to ask. And then is Facebook, is Twitter, is Instagram, whatever it is, going to be the place that our audience that we're trying to reach resides. And then if it is, what do we do to make that platform work for us? And so, as you said, there's lots of things within that that we can use to be able to do that. And like, well, unlike a lot of things that we have access to, social media as, a, as an entity allows us a lot of flexibility to make changes on the fly. You know, if you produce a radio spot and you've got your flight of, you know, the next six weeks, you don't, and it's not working, you you don't just quickly change that out. I mean, you've got to reproduce a new spot. You've got to get it back to the station. You've got to do that. If your Facebook promotion isn't working, within an hour, you can have something new you've created and load it back up there and get it going again, right? So it allows a lot of flexibility. You can test a lot of messages, subject lines, you know, graphics. What does the photo look like? Should I be doing it over here or should I be doing it over here? Is it this time of the day or that time of the day? There's a lot of ways to use it that some other advertising platforms don't allow us to do and some really any other true marketing platforms. I can do a direct mail piece and I got to hope when it lands in your mailbox that you actually bothered to look at it before you put it in the recycle bin. And I'll never really know until you bring it in or redeem it or whatever the action is. And so Social media and the different platforms we have give us a, a real opportunity to to modify, adjust, accommodate what's happening. And thinking about, you know, and the analytics and what we can look at and what we can know about it is a real, from a, from a marketing standpoint, is tremendous. You know, we don't have that in a lot of cases. And so don't be so focused on any one of these platforms as the as the, as the campaign, it's what are we going to talk about and which one of these is going to be the best place for us to do that. So, you know, it will evolve. All of these platforms are going to evolve. They have changed in the 10 plus years that, you know, that the, most of us have had access to them. And, um, and I suspect in 10 years, if, you know, we're still having this conversation, it's going to look a whole lot different than it does today. I don't think it's going away. And I think we just have to learn to, um, use it and manage it appropriately for our own individual businesses. One final thought that comes directly out of the point you just made, Abby, is that with the increasing specificity of the targeting that's available on Facebook comes something that I think most businesses miss, which is the real opportunity there is not the way we used to think about things where you create one campaign, one set of creative assets, the pictures and the words, and then you try to find the right audience for that creative by dialing down the targeting to specific areas. The real opportunity here, it is something that takes some effort, but it absolutely pays off, is to multiply the versions of the creative that you're running to specific demographics. So for example, you can get hyper-local 
and have cues in the copy or in the photo or in the video that indicate that, you know, I, I happen to live in way north Phoenix, way up in Anthem. I could see an ad in my feed that said, hey, Anthem neighbor XYZ goes on like that. And I'm like, oh, this is for me. And the same business could be running an ad that says, hey, Awatuki neighbor, and et cetera, et cetera. So think about creating multiple campaigns, micro campaigns with creative that matches your targeting. That's where the real kind of flourish and expertise and, and, and success can be found. You don't have to just take the one thing. You're not buying the radio spot or the full page ad in the New York Times or what have you. You really can create micro campaigns, target them very narrowly to people that will resonate with whatever cues could be geographical, could be identity-based. You got to be careful because there are rules about how much you can say about the identity of folks. But within those rules, you can get quite nuanced and quite specific. So personalize it, microize it. I don't think that's a word, but it, maybe it should be. Smallify it and then multiply the number of small, very laser-focused campaigns. And that's where folks are finding great success. And and all of that is, you know, is bottom line for virtually any kind of strategy or any kind of campaign is really taking it to the 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 smallest common denominator that we are trying to reach and building it from there. And unlike any other platform that we have, social media gives us that opportunity. Facebook in particular is a easy point of entry. It's comfortable for the vast majority of people to be a part of it. And if your business makes sense to be in this social space, Facebook is definitely something worth considering. There are tremendous opportunities to grow your brand on there, to interact with your consumers, and to really get down to that really one-to-one -one communication in a way that um, some of the other strategies may not be able to do. 